Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, March 23rd. I'm Jonathan All, in for Wayne Pratt. Since Roe v. Wade was overturned, abortion rights groups have been resorting to increasingly scrappy tactics in their quest to keep abortion accessible across the country. We don't check ID because that's not part of private aviation. Uh, there's no ticketing or TSA or anything like that. If somebody feels like they need to use a fake first name, they can definitely do that. Coming up on The Gateway, we'll hear about the hobby pilots volunteering to fly abortion patients over state lines on small planes. The Missouri House has once again voted to legalize sports betting in the state. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lipman has more on yesterday's 118-35 to 35 vote. The bill would allow Missouri residents to wager on college and professional athletics at casinos or using online platforms like DraftKings. Bets would be taxed at 10 percent, with the proceeds going toward education. The bill also requires the state's Gaming Commission to regularly issue a report on gambling in the state. The report would have to include data on compulsive gambling and recommendations to address it. Supporters include all of the state's professional sports teams, although the players' unions are opposed. Lawmakers have tried since 2018 to permit wagering on sports in Missouri, but the measures have gotten waylaid by debates around video gaming terminals. The bill now goes to the state Senate, where a version of sports betting awaits first-round approval. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis County policymakers are deliberating how to restrict smoking marijuana in public. Missouri voters legalized marijuana last year, and St. Louis County Executive Sam Page says he expects the county council to debate whether to bar people from smoking marijuana in public indoor places. Page says the discussion is important to have because there are health risks from people inhaling secondhand marijuana smoke. The council is expected to hold a special meeting or hearing to discuss these proposed changes with Clean Air Code. And while it's legal now for adults to smoke marijuana, we must think about those who do not. Page also said the county is considering barring smoking tobacco and marijuana at county parks. A man responsible for burning more than seven acres of the Mark Twain National Forest has pleaded guilty to three federal counts and could face 20 years in prison. Lucas Henson of Iron County admitted to burglary and arson when he set fires in the National Forest to conceal evidence and try to avoid capture last fall. While setting the fires and running away from police, Henson shot a crossbow at a U.S. Forest Service law enforcement officer. He also pleaded guilty to assaulting a federal officer. Henson will be sentenced in June. David D., a linchpin of Midwest Rhythm and Blues, has died. He was 84. D. moved from Mississippi to East St. Louis as a child and was a force on the city's music scene for more than five decades. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin has more. David D. performed with his vocal group David and the Temptations in the 1960s and later led a Rhythm and Soul review. He was a dedicated showman who sometimes wore a gold lame suit on stage. D. played bass with Howlin' Wolf and Albert King, but excelled as a guitarist. He scored his biggest hit in 1982 with Going Fishing. Musician Bernie Hayes had known Dee since the 60s. He says Dee leaves a big legacy. Not for his talent, but his character also. David was always a wonderful, wonderful person to be around. Everyone loved David. We'll miss his music and we'll miss the man. One of Dee's daughters announced his death on social media Wednesday. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. 
Today marks the first day of Ramadan. Nearly 1.9 billion Muslims around the world will observe the holy month in some form by increasing their religious observance, charity work, and self-reflection. Thousands of Muslims in St. Louis will partake in the holy month and return to mosques with fewer COVID restrictions in place compared to years prior. The end of Ramadan is marked with a three-day holiday called Eid al-Fatir. The Melville School District in South St. Louis County will be the first public district in Missouri to add the celebration to its calendar. Increasingly restrictive abortion laws in many states have sent women traveling in search of procedures and pills they can no longer get at home. Many head to Kansas or Illinois by car and by bus, and now, thanks to a new volunteer pilot organization, by small plane. Rose Conlon reports. I meet Michael at a small municipal airport a short flight distance from the Kansas state line. We drive onto the airfield where his four-seater, single-engine prop plane is waiting. There's some pre-flight checks we do every Michael is part of a growing group of hobby pilots who've begun transporting people to get abortions and gender-affirming medical care from states where it's banned. They're volunteers with an Illinois-based nonprofit called Elevated Access which only uses first names because it operates in gray legal territory. So this is your headset. The pilots donate their time and the use of their planes and often cover the cost of fuel. Seatbelt, you have to wear your seatbelt. Today, Michael is piloting a demo flight. Before long, we're off, climbing 3,000 feet in the sky. Michael recently took a woman back home to the Deep South after an appointment at a Kansas clinic. He really loves to fly. He also does volunteer flights for an animal rescue group, and he jumps at the chance to take family and friends up. But he says this flight felt different. It's maybe not the best time in a particular person's life, or they're going through a sensitive thing, so I treat that with a lot of reverence, and you can can tell that that's going on. Only a handful of people in Michael's life know he does this. Some, he says, are opposed to abortion, including some of his pilot friends. Pilots tend to be older, white, and conservative. Fewer than 10% are women. Soon after Roe v. Wade was overturned, Michael remembers posting about elevated access in an online pilot forum. It was pretty immediate that that was not, I don't shy away from it, but it was obviously a polarizing thing to have shared. For people trying to get to an abortion appointment several states away, maybe with just a few days' notice, private flights can be game-changing. They're much faster than driving, and they can take off from one of the thousands of small airfields dotted across the country, usually a lot closer to home than a commercial airport. And they're more anonymous. We don't check ID because that's not part of private aviation. Uh, There's no ticketing or TSA or anything like that. If somebody feels like they need to use a fake first name, they can definitely do that. That's another Mike, the founder of Elevated Access. He says pilots don't even ask passengers why they're traveling. That's to protect pilot and passenger and give pilots plausible deniability as states consider going after people who help women get abortions. Legal experts like David Cohen at Drexel University say that even though no laws target interstate travel yet. The risk is that you could see an aggressive prosecutor trying to say that we are going to charge this pilot with being an accessory to murder. Elevated access has completed dozens of flights so far, and that's only a tiny fraction of the flood of abortion-related travel between states since many began enforcing bans. But it's a window into the increasingly scrappy tactics of underground groups trying to keep abortion accessible. 
Allison Draith with the Midwest Access Coalition, which helps people pay for that travel and now partners with Elevated Access, says the flights also help people who can't board a commercial flight, like undocumented immigrants. Or like one of her recent clients, whose abusive partner destroyed her ID and birth certificate to stop her from leaving him. I flew to North Carolina myself to drive her out of her house situation, which was very dangerous because the man accosted me and then put her on an elevated access flight back to the St. Louis area where she was from. After getting an abortion in Illinois, the woman got help from a domestic violence group and now lives on her own. She is, I don't even have the superlatives to describe, you know, how thankful um, she was and her, you know, new lease on life. I'm Rose Conlin. That piece came to us from member station KCUR and the Kansas News Service. The news director of St. Louis Public Radio is Ashley Lizenby. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. We are a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. I'm Jonathan All, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.